On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Nick and I will be talking about some radical-looking concept art for Vader Immortal Episode 2. We're also going to be diving into this bitchin' new book coming out later this year that's going to take Star Wars legends and kind of turn them into fables, old-school style. We're also going to dive into the new Star Wars retro collection from Hasbro. And, of course, it wouldn't be the Monday show without the top five Star Wars artist features of the week. Cue the music. everyone welcome back to the star wars time show that's right it's matt and nick and it's time for the monday version of our special sauce so as you heard from the announcer it's it's a light week i mean it has been fairly dark in terms of interesting news for star wars and that could be anything new projects uh new insights into existing projects and of course tross i mean that's really what is on my radar i want to know what happens in nine but anyways we still dug up a few things to talk about and some interesting things that diehards may get into and of course we got the top five so nick let's get into this concept art that came out for a game that you and I should probably play uh, based on <laughs> feedback I've heard. And I don't know if you sampled it at Celebration, but we did get some new concept art for Vader Immortal, which is the VR game for the Oculus, was it Go or Quest or something like that? The Oculus Quest, yes. There we go. Yes. Uh, but the second episode, I guess they're, they're starting to tease, and the, the concept art in it is radical, to say um, the least, Nick. I mean, you got a shot of Vader here. And I read the article. It's basically, in this episode, he's going to train you in the ways of the Force. Where in the first episode of the game, the VR beats were all about, you know, using a lightsaber, this, that, and the other thing. Now you're going to learn how to use the Force. Vader style, which is explained as kind of frenetic, but a controlled chaos. Uh, And we also got another shot in here, Nick, of this character introduced in episode one, the Black Bishop, who's someone that... It seems Vader is in communication with and maybe plotting something, knowing Vader, uh, probably something against the Emperor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, from what I can gather, I was unable to play Vader Immortal at at Celebration. The line was way too long. Um, You know, like I'm I'm one of those people who's like not completely sold on VR yet. Like I'm not... I've, I've tried it a couple times, got like a little motion sickness with it, but this was like earlier VR, not kind of the more refined one that we see now in 2019. Um, but this, like you said, Matt, the, the buzz around this game from episode one's super positive. Um, there's a lot of good, you know, new concepts being explored here. Like you said, you know, this, this new character, the Black Bishop that Vader is in communication with, and this this piece of art that we got coming out of you know the episode two announcement that that features the black bishop is absolutely stunning. I mean, I look at this, and it looks like a a Sith tomb maybe, the way that it's you know it's cutting up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the art's fantastic. I mean, if anything, that that should show you the quality of this VR project. And, it, and Nick's right. Early on, VR is kind of wonky, but it, it's gotten pretty damn good. I mean, I'm pulling up prices right now for a quest. It looks for the uh, the low low storage model, the 64 gigger. We could get one for 3.99 out the door, and then obviously whatever Games. Vader Immortal costs. But yeah. I mean, again, the, the quest is nothing. It's all built in. 
well, hell, it's only 10 bucks for the game. So for 410 out the door, buddy, we can start playing this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it could definitely <laughs> look at look at the third review down. One star. What a rip off. <laughs> that's that's internet people for you. With but their... it, it, I mean, the reviews even on the Oculus site are it's out of almost two thousand ratings. It's a four and a half star. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's kind of what I was looking for. I know Matt, you've kind of you jumped into the VR scene a little earlier with me oh, specifically. Yeah, I've mean, got the PlayStation VR. I had the shit you strap on your head that's foam and you jam a phone into it. I don't nearly play it like I used to. Just as expected, as predicted by most people. The software still, there's not enough Vader Immortals is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's we, we run into that with, you know, other hand, like super big name companies like Sony putting out handheld games or handheld consoles and they don't put out good games for it. Now we see the same thing with VR. VR is a completely new exploration into into home video gaming. I mean, prior to, you know, this recent wave of VR, the only place you could play it was if you were, one, super rich, or two, if you visited malls that had VR simulators in them. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, the Oculus Quest does have me kind of interested because it is, like you said, completely wireless. You're not plugged into a console. You're yeah, not plugged into a best. computer. That That's what speaks to me more than anything. One of the biggest reasons I don't use the, the PSVR, which is fucking badass, by the way, for the PlayStation and, and a relatively affordable price. I mean, if anything... If I could stand wearing that damn thing on my head for extended periods of time, just just using the PlayStation VR to watch TV or a movie, I mean, it's essentially, Nick, I don't know if you've tried that, but it's as if you're in your own movie theater sitting in the third or fourth row with a, you know, 100-foot screen in front of your face. Yeah, that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty nice. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, it is bad ass. I mean, watching TV or sports in it's badass, but it's just wearing that damn headset for hours at a time. So, but it, it's. I think the quest is getting closer and closer to something that people could, you know, uh, suffer through longer sessions in VR, if you will, or just being entertained in virtual reality. And, and I don't even need to play games. I, I just need to be entertained because it is a pretty damn cool concept when done right, as yeah. Vader Immortal is and as it's looking to be in the second episode. Yeah, I mean, did we, we've we already gotten confirmation that this is going to be a, a certain number of episodes. I just can't remember off the top I, of my I'm head. I'm guessing five. It sounds good. Yeah, let me, let's, let's <laughs> do some internet research. Yeah. We're on the internet here, but like that's what I'm interested in. So if we're gonna get like like you said, a five episode series, maybe we get like a hundred dollar reduction or a bundle if they throw together a bundle. Hey, get all five episodes of Vader Immortal, and then also get uh, whatever. Also get you know your what you call it, your quest for free. You know for three hundred fifty bucks. I probably well, dude at this point. I mean, let, let, if you want to do the weight game and sweeten the pot, I I think it would be buy quest get Vader Immortal free. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just throw down your three ninety nine for the sixty four gig or whatever for the one twenty eight, and then you get all episodes of of Vader. Yeah, I mean that 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 would move me a bit. I, I just in general gaming to me is kind of taking a backseat to other shit. Being a dad, uh, toy photography fucking wasting time i mean yeah. i can't tell you how much time i just get lost in my own head the older i get just turned 39 fucking yesterday so it's like Indeed. i don't know if i'm already experiencing dementia or what but sometimes i just sit there and i'm like <laughs> what the, what am i doing 
Yeah, man. I mean, you're you're snipping up on 40. I'm yeah, going to be it's, 31. It's like I can watch paint dry at this point in life already, <laughs> and that's entertaining to me, I guess. But yeah. gaming has taken a severe backseat, and it, it, it depresses me, especially for an experience like this. I mean, Matt, two years ago, would have already went out and bought the Quest, probably never use it again outside the play Vader Immortal, but it's just not there. It's like that's why I never bought that... What was the one we were talking about? It's it's all discounted now. They're selling at Best Buy. Oh, it Buy was the. Uh, I have it. The the Jedi. Yeah, you ended up buying it when I it, when it. it. They, they reduced it. The the lightsaber training one. Yeah, I still haven't played it either. In fact, <laughs> I like here was my so I when I bought it, we were in a smaller apartment. We moved into a bigger apartment, and I'm like the first weekend we moved in, I'm like, all right, I got to play it. I got bigger, you know. I got a bigger living room. I got more room to move about. Still have not turned that motherfucker on. I need to because it looks so cool. And I'm more interested in augmented reality than I am in vir- virtual reality than VR. Yeah. Yes. So I, I really do. It's literally just still in the box sitting there. I've opened it up. I've picked up the lightsaber because it comes with, you know, a plastic <laughs> yeah, version of the Skywalker. You a little bit, stroked yeah. it, put it back in the box. That's about it. Again. So... I mean, I am. I'm super interested by Vader Immortal because it's it's centered around the character that Matt and I have talked about wanting more story content around forever. It's centered around Vader. And it's, you know, it's put it's put us in this interesting time period between episodes three and four, right where we wanted to learn more. And, and now, it sounds kind of Force Unleashed-ish, too. Yeah. Like... Because he's Vader, essentially training a no-name apprentice, which is you. But you're watching Vader also kind of doing his Sith scheming, uh, you know, from the crevices of of wherever you're training with him. Yeah. So I mean, you're almost sneaking around and shit and, and spying on Vader himself. Just hey, you, you can't trust anyone that likes the dark side, right? They're all a yeah. bunch of shady assholes. Exactly. Everybody's trying to kill everybody else. You can't trust anybody. Don't turn your back because you might be uh, end up with a lightsaber in it. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested. I don't know if I'm interested enough to drop four hundo on the on the headset, but this Black Bishop <laughs> character is definitely, you know, drawing me in a little bit. Is this like a force? Is this a Sith Force ghost that he's communing with? Is this a dark side disciple that that he's you know communing with out there to try to scheme, like you said, against Palpatine, maybe? Lots of cool things could be coming here. Um, if anybody listening has played Vader Immortal, I know that one of our loyal listeners, one of our Instagram followers, worked on Vader Immortal. Very impressive. Very impressive stuff there. We may need to get some more information on the game from you, sir. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very inter- interesting project considering the complete and utter lack of Star Wars video games that have thus come out from EA. So. It's coming, man. Fallen Jedi. It's going to be here before you know it. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm ready. We're Fallen getting there. Oh. We're getting there. We might have a big boy Star Wars game soon. So I know. Well, moving on to the next story here. And th- this one I kind of found, and it's kind of interesting. And it, it falls in line with some of the stuff Nick and I have kind of niched ourselves into with, with Star Wars art. Now, this is art where people are getting paid to create it. And what we're talking about here is a new book that's coming up. I actually looked, it'll be releasing August 6th. So in about a week's time, it's called Star Wars Myths and Fables. And it's written by George Mann. But the, the reason that I, I put it out on StarWarsTime.net wasn't because of the book. I mean, we all know if you've been listening, Nick and I can't read. Reading <laughs> has never been fundamental for Star Wars Time. 
If it doesn't have moving pictures or animated images, for some reason we can't handle it. Uh, but what I wanted to share for was the artwork, which is from Grant Griffin. And um, StarWars.com previewed some of, or three of the pieces plus the cover. And Nick, it, this shit is... The book's going to be worth buying just for the art alone. And there's a shot of Vader. Uh, so just quick setup here. What this book is going to do, it's 192 pages. It's going to tell stories essentially Star Wars stories that we know about, but they're going to be cast as fairy tales and legends that have been passed down from one generation to the next and from system to system. So as we know in our own society, how legends have passed down, you know, everyone's heard about Jonah and the whale and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, I guess if you're religious, you believe this shit actually happens, that, you know, good for you. Uh, those, to me, are basically fables and fairy tales where thing gets... Uh, things kind of get grandized and you know you get all this grandiose shit going on and it, it what was once a simple tale is turned into this tall tale and, and that's what they're doing with star wars stories so that the imagery here cast darth vader it's like he looks like a fucking uh like a like a devil like some sort of demon, demon. yeah like um, he almost looks like like if you could picture like the the badass like the the four horsemen of the apocalypse like i imagine that this is what death would look like yeah this dude right. is i mean just... it's like his one hand is just a, a light beam and it's like yeah. he's shooting a lightsaber out of his hand as if that's his force lightning it's yeah. just grant's work here is it's insane i mean i know these are illustrations but to me they almost look like they're uh, watercolor i mean there's no real hard edges in these pieces yep now, there's another one of a Jedi, but the Jedi is, he has a shield and he's kind of wearing a chainmail, like a. Walking on clouds. Right. I like mean, an actual knight would be. And there's another one with this little girl. I don't know if that's supposed to be Leia. I mean, the background kind of looks Naboo ish. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know, but I know I like this art. <clears throat> and the book, here's where I get a little suspect about this book. And who knows? Maybe it's just a fucking deal. But it's 192 pages. Yep. So it's a decent sized book, and, and it, it's it's only selling for like twelve dollars and change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kindle version eleven bucks, hardcover Amazon Prime version twelve dollars and fifty nine cents. Right. And do, you, do they have a dimensions listed there? I mean, maybe it's like a fucking flip book or something tiny. Yeah. Let me see if they grade level three to seven, age range eight to twelve. So I mean, it's. Product dimensions, 7.4 inches wide by 9.3 inches tall. Oh, yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, it's it's like a kid's book then. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's a pretty fucking creepy kid's book because I mean, I that imi say. image is powerful of Vader. I mean, that, that's yeah. probably nothing I'd want to show a real little kid. I mean, my kid's already fucked up because she's been watching PG-13 movies since she was two. <laughs> um so i i'd probably show it to her but yeah it, yeah. it is it's a it's fairy a, tale book yeah i mean you know age, age level eight, to, eight 12. to 12 man that, that's i don't know that's some intense art i know i, I guess eight say, to 12 would work this vader artwork i mean like you can aside from like the saber coming out of his hand it looks like he's skeletal like his whole chest is skeletal Oh yeah, like you yeah, know, it's almost like a xenomorph upper body. Like he yeah. looks like an, an alien from Aliens. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible helmet. Different. Art. I mean, it's very German shock trooper. I mean, it's just it's fucking 
badass. Yeah, I mean, this book may be worth purchasing alone just for Grant Griffin's artwork. Here. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just want the fucking stuff. image, like a big version of that Vader. I mean, that Vader, it, there's another tattoo idea right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be one. I would like to see the tattoo artist who could pull that off because this is in- incredible. Like you said, it's incredible work. And what's really impressive about it is like the brush stroke, like you can see the brush strokes. You can, it's not a, like a very, you know, well shaped. I mean, it's well shaped, but it's not, it has no hard edges like you mentioned. So yeah, yes, I mean, so he, he mentions, I didn't, I didn't quote this cause I'm not a journalist. I'm just a hack, but in the star Wars.com piece, Grant says that the, the Vader piece we're talking about, he calls it the, it's the boogeyman version of Vader. <laughs> yeah. This is the version that like, if you if you can imagine if you've ever played the telephone game or if you've ever like matt said kind of heard tales that have been passed down through oral tradition like this is what would happen to to darth vader if it's been passed down like generation over generation or if it's been told from you know person to person to person and all of a sudden you know you're on your 100th retelling of this that's what happens to these characters that they take on larger than life characteristics and and vader is already a larger than life kind of guy anyway so like he's just in this world and this fantasy book and this legend darth vader has become the all-encompassing boogeyman yeah we all heard about one when we were a little kid you probably had different imagery of what your boogeyman looked like. For some reason, mine was always green because of boogie. Yeah. I just, I'm not kidding. I associated boogers, boogies with the boogeyman. <laughs> Don't know why. He's That's coming just what to my steal little warp Ted did. Uh, and then the Jedi we're talking about, he's going to be kind of the, the good Samaritan character of a fable. And we've all heard those stories, too. So, yeah, yeah, um, it, it just it, it's it's a cool project. I, I guess I didn't dive that far in to realize it's for little kids. I was just taken aback by the artwork. I mean, the artwork does not scream eight to 12 year old. Um, but fuck it. Yeah, I mean, if you guys for Charlie, if anything else. Yeah, I would say if you guys want to get your hands on this, you can do the pre-orders now through Amazon. Like Matt said, hardcover Prime delivery, Uh, only twelve dollars fifty-nine cents now. The book releases on August sixth, so it's pretty close, only a week away. Um, So yeah, hop on Amazon. We have it linked in our post on StarWarsTime.net. So click on over there, drop it in your cart, and get this book. On the day it releases, looks pretty yeah. fun. If you do it pick it up awesome. for Charlie, let me know. Like, read some of that shit and just let me know what it's like because it seems pretty. Yeah, I'm badass. hoping. Um, I'm hoping there'll be a physical copy somewhere at a Barnes. I'll at least go in and paw it up and see what it feels like in my hands if I can, if it warrants a purchase or not. But oh yeah, Barnes and Art. Like I said, hey Grant, if you got prints out there, buddy, hit us up. Matt at StarWarsTime.net. You won't yeah. forget it because there's always time for Star Wars time. Beautiful stuff. All right, so as we roll on with the doll topics of this week, I mean, Nick, I'm almost putting myself to sleep talking about some of this shit, so <laughs> we'll try to spice it up. At least we got to top five comments, so stick around for that. Uh, my man, Everything Kylo, sent me the Disney exclusive. Got those. They showed up on my birthday, so that was pretty rad. Beautiful. But before we get into that fun stuff, we are going to get into some toys, and, and toys I've actually seen pictures of. I mean, they... Hasbro kind of gave these to a few of the influencers early, and by that I mean Plastic Action, Work More or Less, Swit Picks, Black Series, Nose Rain. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
those are, those are your main Hasbro influencers at this point in time. There's no doubt about it. And if I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. I don't know if that. Yeah, one six shooter. He's still one six guy, so he's not. He doesn't do much for Hasbro, but those guys do. But anyways, Nick, they're, they're rolling out this retro collection, and I guess they're trying to kind of pull on the heartstrings of my generation of, of Star Wars fan. I mean, and that would be kind of the '70s, pre-'70s, and then if you're a kid like born in '80 you probably had some of the original Kenner action figures. Well, what Hasbro is doing is they're rolling out a uh, retro collection. And the first wave features six figures, and they are styled just like the Kenner figures of old. So what does that mean? It means they look basic as <laughs> fuck, or what we like to call bath. Oh, man. I mean, He's... dude, look at, look at the <laughs> shit that I had to play with as a little kid. It's amazing uh, that I even have any imagination. Or maybe that's why I do have an imagination. Because I was left to, to diddle around with these things. It, it looks like, you know, some of these figures are definitely rough. If you look at the lightsaber. The oh, right out of the hands? That was my favorite part. <laughs> it's look so at Vader's crazy. cape. That yeah. is a fucking pimp-ass cape. That is, dude. That look almost that looks shit. like Neo's like jacket in the matrix <laughs> it's literally it's just like an arbitrarily cut piece of vinyl that they slap on this thing yeah they just threw over his arms i mean some of this shit looks incredibly ridiculous like han solo looks absolutely terrible like it doesn't even look like han solo not even the hair like it's so weird hey that's what you got back in the <laughs> 70s when they were making toys dude that's that's why it's so amazing to think that okay yes these are goofy looking but today's 3.75-inch figures, if you look at those, you just, you go, what in the hell? Yeah. Like, the, were the 70s really that far back in time? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, has humanity advanced that much that I this mean, is what my toys look like? Yes, the answer is yes, people. Yeah, the, the, I mean, we saw a 3.75-inch in the top five a couple of weeks ago, and it looked like we were looking at a real representation of C-3PO and R2-D2. So I, mean, I, I essentially grew way. up in the dark ages. Yeah. This toys. Is like, I mean, literally. I mean, it's amazing to me that they could get a head sculpt of a Vader that looked like that in the 70s. I mean, like, that's kind of close. Oh, Vader Vader is probably the best, and then I would I would have to say <laughs> Leia. Or maybe I'm, the stormtrooper, but he looks kinda of, I mean the stormtrooper storm looks like if someone like uh some fat ass sat on his face. I was gonna say his head looks so weird, so much bigger. Right. Oh man. And then like Chewy, of course, you know, it's gonna be hard to do a Chewy if you're not using any sort of fur. Or realistic, like... Or, yeah, or just know. scale. I mean, he's the same size as everybody. So this Chewbacca looks like uh, Chewie's inbred brother, Chewbacca. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Like, this is one where, like, yeah. you know, maybe some weird stuff was going on in, in uh, Chewie's family. Yeah, this little, is definitely... little uh, inbreeding took place there on Kashyyyk. Yeah, you never know what could happen when, when you know, your planet's under imperial occupation... Right. Right. Like, 
but yeah, I mean, sisters may get <laughs> close. You never know. It's it's a crazy. These these do look hilarious though. And and what I kind of this is like Luke when he was in his I'm gonna dye my hair phase as most teenage boys do. Yeah, and he dyes it highlighter yellow, not yeah. like blonde. <laughs> right, he right. He didn't even go platinum. He just went for piss yellow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's incredible to me is, and I know that these are a nostalgic piece. People who grew up in this, you know, in the seventies with the official Kenner toys are looking at these and are like, man, these, this is fantastic. But these are, you, this is a six, 3.75 inch figure set. So you get Vader, Luke, storm, a stormtrooper, Leia, Chewbacca and Han Solo. Yeah. All a new 60, hope appearances. $64. That yeah, seems buddy. high. That seems like a lot. About 10 bucks a figure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I look at this and this doesn't scream 10 bucks. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, I, it is. Well, I mean, they're, they're 100% playing on the nostalgia yeah. factor. I mean, you're for damn sure. If I saw these in the wild, I, I would not be able to resist them. Oh yeah. I'm I mean, struggling just resisting them online. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I, and I, I get it, dude. I get it. They're ridiculous, but <laughs> there's something in me that just says I have to have these. Yeah, so I have to have them, and I I have the originals in my fucking crawl space of all these. Like I literally have the original Kenner figures. Wow, maybe you do. Maybe you have to get them, and then you do like a side by side shoot comparison. There you like, go. Look, like there you go. Nick Nick's finding more work for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker! I'm already struggling with collecting toys and taking toys because I'm a freak, and only freaks would worry about that type of stuff. But it is weird. I know we sit here and make fun of them, but every time I look at them, there's a part of me going, "These, they're still, they're charming ass little things, though." Oh yeah, dude, this Just, is the first ever version yes, of Star Wars toys right. we, anybody ever got. Like, yep. That so and I do. think that's what it is. I mean, I don't know why they settled on these six for this wave because I believe the original wave featured Kenobi, uh, R two. That that's who I I mean the Kenner R two is fantastic. Yeah, I mean he I had guess. like a legit chrome head. He had the like colored in the the eyes or the sensors, and they were all wonky looking. <laughs> no, dude. I mean this looks it, this looks really fucking cool, and like I can see why there are people out there who would drop you know like you like you know you'll probably end up getting this set 64 dollars but like it it does it pulls on the heartstrings it takes you back to that time where you know if you were alive in in 77 and you went to go see a new hope in the theaters like this will pull you right back yeah. there right and, and and as i said the, the influence i talk about it was a few months ago at this point now they've had them for a while yeah i remember but uh Plastic Action had a fantastic one where I believe he used the Luke and Leia to recreate the uh, chasm swing. I remember seeing that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Did, yeah. Uh, work more or less had a good one. They, they all had good ones. They're all fun. But it's just it's funny to see these things from those guys because they still nail the shot. I mean, the, the the production level is just out of this world. But we're talking about these figures. Yeah. So you're getting like 4K resolution, beautiful right, post-processing right. images. It's all lit, <laughs> lit masterfully, <laughs> staged perfectly, and it's, it, the subject is 
basically guys that move at their shoulder jo- their shoulder socket, their hip sockets, and then their head turns. <laughs> and then for che- does Chewie's head even turn? I don't even think Chewie's no, head turns. No, Chewie is literally locked in place just like that. It's just all he's got is shoulder yeah. joint and then hip joint, and that's right. it. <laughs> Chewie, Chewie loses one point of articulation. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's just straight up four points. The other ones at least have um, five points. Yeah, I mean, so this is this is some really fun stuff. Um, if you're a good like long term fan of Star Wars, you grew up with it in the '70s and '80s. These could definitely be something that you would be interested in. So they're up for pre-order now on EntertainmentEarth.com. So you can go there. It's linked in the in the post on StarWarsTime.net. So you can click it, take you right there for your pre-order. And I'd like to see, like, once these kind of hit the wild, I want to see what the community does. I mean, because that's always the most interesting part for me when new figures release is to see how the community brings them into their photography. Oh, and like if I said, get these, I'm definitely using fireworks just because they're <laughs> not meant for fireworks. Oh, but yeah. that's why I want to use them. Dude, I mean, it's it all it is. It's almost necessary. Like, I want to see what Sir Dork does with this because Sir right. Dork is like. He's the master of these He'll firework blow action something show. up or fucking dump kerosene on him or jet <laughs> fuel. You never know what that fucker. I mean, that guy literally uses a blowtorch. I'm not yeah. kidding. Like, it is a blowtorch. That is fucking legit. Yeah. The I guy, use, like, some bullshit Bic lighter to do my fireworks. No, Jared literally brings a blowtorch with him as if he's going to start welding something <laughs> and i mean he gets we, we've seen them all we've seen sir dork stuff he's been on the top five multiple times and he of course he's one of our biggest fans we appreciate him so so jared if you're listening if you get your hands on these on these kenner reproduction figures yeah, blow them up <laughs> blow them up drink drink some energy fuel fucking blow them up with some kerosene <laughs> and, and let us see the shots and definitely yeah. record a video I'm very interested to see where those go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is some fun stuff. But, you know, like you said, Matt, it's been kind of a light week. And now, you know, we've, we've managed to riff for 30 minutes on basically nothing. I'm bullshit. I mean, though, if, if you want to, like, make an analogy to, let's, let's say we are like a sports talk show. This really is a point in the year where in any medium, any industry, it's just kind of blah because people are, you know, wanting to relax or most people are taking their vacations during this time of year. So it's, it's not us. We're trying. But, I mean, yeah. you know, think about sport. There's literally no sports to even talk about outside of fucking baseball. It's like this period of time for Star Wars is like mid-March for football, for NFL. Because, like, the, the, the big game's already over. And then your draft's not for another month, and literally nothing is happening. Right. right. <laughs> like, I do think I do think we'll have some concrete tra stuff come August because of how Disney moved D twenty three. Yep. They didn't do really shit for it at SDCC. So I, I do think if anything, if it's going to follow TLJ's promotional rollout, maybe we'll get kind of the the, the two to three minute featurette where we get some. B-roll, stylized B-roll, maybe some cast crew interviews, but not necessarily a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if we want to talk about bullshit news that was out there, if you search Star Wars news today on seven on okay, July yeah. 29th. This is just to make fun <laughs> of yeah, fucking idiots. This is, this is purely what I'm doing is to make fun of people. So one of the top Star Wars news pieces today, July 29th, 2019, was a piece out of Esquire. 
that that tries to point out a revelation about Ray's origins, this huge reveal, and they they cited some image on Reddit that gives like a breakdown of her history. I think it might be from the visual dictionary. God, this is so dumb. Like it just it gets me <laughs> angry to think how dumb it is. So this piece goes on to say in this bulleted list that talks about Ray's history that the first piece says abandoned and that she was abandoned on Jakku and they treated this like the biggest revelation that they've ever seen about Ray that she was abandoned she wasn't born on Jakku that's oh. not her home planet she was abandoned there. Oh my God! Thank, thank you, Lord, <laughs> for sites like Esquire and this Matt Miller guy to open our eyes to these little secret nuggets. I mean, I mean, we're talking a Mike Zero level <laughs> reveal right there. I mean, did you understand what Nick just said? Esquire, via its great SEO, was the only site showing new Star Wars news today for a post telling us. That Ray was not born on Jakku. My three-year-old <laughs> daughter could tell you Ray is not born on Jakku without reading that Esquire post. Anyone could. I mean, if you watch fucking The Force Awakens, you know Ray is not born on Jakku. I mean, the whole uh, crux of the character of Ray is I need to get back to Jakku because I'm waiting for the people that drop me off here to come back. Like, yes. what are we talking about now? Is this what we get into? Is this what we do? I was, I was showing Nick earlier this Mike Zero character on YouTube. <laughs> this motherfucking guy in the past two days has put out probably 12 videos all saying the same stupid bullshit. And it's just it's, – it's clickbait nonsense vomit it's like come on people yeah he made 12 videos about literally nothing it's, it's just, just a shocking scene super spoiler luke's mom qui-gon's brother like i'm not kidding this is the type of shit thrown out there i mean is this is this what you guys look for throughout the day i mean are you gonna click on that type of stuff because nick and i will start doing more of it I mean, I, I can surely, once I shut down Entertainment Boot, I can surely start dedicating time to just sitting here going, okay, today I'm going to just say, yep, fuck it. Palpatine scene leaked, revealed, blah, video, yeah. go. I mean, we can Thumbnail, bullshit go. with the best of them if we, if we really need to. But, you know, we try to we try to bring actual content to the cast and make sure that you guys are informed on what's, what's right. real and I what's out there. I love speculating. I love postulating, but I love doing it based on actual truth and then letting my imagination go wild. I see no value in just making shit up and clickbaiting the motherfucking title. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, but that's what the lemmings in this world want, man. All you got to do is look at Mike Z. I mean, 174,000 subs. Every video is clearing at least 1,000 views. I, I just – I don't get it. Like, if nothing ever comes true, why – follow someone like that like what, yeah. are we, what are we talking about i mean again back to the sports talk thing this shit happens all the time they're like oh yeah i i this rumor told me he's about 40 percent sure he's going to the lakers it's like there's no accountability for that type of reporting yeah like yeah. okay well, if it doesn't happen you'd be like well i told you it was 40 percent. it was only 40 percent. so i mean so, hey, fuck off i mean if we had the time to put out a video about every possible thing that could happen and and Tross and then say, leak, raise parents. Exactly. It's this. like he, he like, capitalizes <laughs> certain words like leak, Snoke, yeah. fight. Yeah. I mean, you almost just have to read his titles and they'll make you yell based on how they're the, the grammar and the, and the punctuation. 
Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But anyways, whatever. Like so. we said, it was a light <laughs> week, so we gave you what was out there. It will all be linked in the podcast post. A couple of things for you to pre-order if you're a collector. We got the new Myths and Fables book. We got the new uh, Kenner Reproduction figures from Hasbro. So if you want those, right. you can pick those up. Yeah, don't forget. We're, we are a fully-fledged podcast outfit here. We're not just on Instagram. I mean, we, we got all the socials and IG. That's our... That's definitely our community, but I mean, we we have a a functioning website, StarWarsTime.net, that I try to throw up anything relevant of substance at least throughout the week. So the, don't forget to hit that URL throughout the throughout the week. If you're looking at Instagram, you're like, oh hey, it's a Star Wars Time show, guys. That's that's your cue to get your ass over to StarWarsTime.net too. Yeah, yeah, they got some good stuff on there, and look. It's we, we see the podcast numbers coming up. We see the downloads creeping up. It feels good. We're feeling the love from the community. Yeah. So just uh, July is good stuff. July made me feel good. Probably the best I felt in a long time about what Nick and I are doing here. And you know, we did less casts. We did less wheel greasing. Yet the number went up. So I mean, that's a good sign. I mean, it means there's enough of you dummies out there that like <laughs> listening to our moronic asses. So that's thank right. You. That's right. All right, buddy. So let's get into why we do what we do on the Monday show, and that is the top five Star Wars artist features of the week. I line them up, Nick knocks them down, and then picks them up. So uh, I, I've seen these now. I used to try not to see them when we do the Friday show, typically because I'd be drunk coming into it, and I could hardly work the internet anyways. <laughs> but now I am clean, sober, ready to roll, and I have seen these, and they are good ones. So let's go ahead and get into this first shot. Number one up on the top five this week, and like I say every week, these are in no particular order, um, is a brand new addition to the to the top five from Star Wars here. And it's a super fun shot from at Kliwanizer, K-L-I-W-O-N-I-Z-E-R. Kliwanizer. Um, Kliwanizer. Like, uh, that's, probably, that's probably what it is. So I don't I even know, and, and this will make no sense, but when I see it, maybe it's because I'm watching TNG, I see Klingon. That's yeah, that makes sense too. The KLI will do that in the end. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense if you're um, a retard. All right. <laughs> but what we have here is a is a shot of a shore trooper, yes. and he's on a, he's like on a badass motorcycle. Oh, he's on, like, dude, he, I mean, he's on a Harley, and, and really, what what will help set this stage is it's the line of figure to me, and that's why I initially picked this shot. This is an egg attack short trooper. So, Nick, these egg attack figures, typically 70 to 100. They actually wow. pose really well. They're, they're all plastic. They're, they're great-looking figures. But, I mean, they're, as you can see, they're, their main allure is their, their chibi aesthetic, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. The, the bigger heads, smaller bodies. I have this one. I have, a, I have a lot of the Star Wars egg attacks because of how they look. But what... Cleewanizer did here with the accessories. I mean, the fucking hoodie, <laughs> yeah, the, the hoodie. Harley, the pose. I mean, yeah. the the little dirt kicking up, the the orange tone here. Yeah, this is just an aces shot on so many levels. I mean, oh yeah, photography wise, but also just the the effort put into the accessories and the staging. And it even looks like he's got a moisture evaporator back there in the yeah, background. Exactly. The shot. I mean, this is just excellent execution here by Cleewanizer. I mean, this is. <laughs> So well executed. It, it's so fun. When I look at these egg attack figures, I almost think that these are like these. They're kind of like better Funko Pops. They're like, oh yeah, dude, that you, you nailed it. I mean, they're they're your eighty dollar high end Funko Pops with their bodies are a little more scaled to the head, but yeah, it's spot on. 
I mean, honestly, I, I want a stop-motion show based on this version of these Star Wars characters. Oh, yeah, dude. If you know I what I mean? S- like, I almost feel like this guy could be my friend. Like, I want him <laughs> right now, and I'm not on acid or anything, people. Like, right now, I want him to just come wheeling down into the basement, pull up next to me, and say, oh, hey, Matt, how was your day? <laughs> like, that's what he looks like. He looks like he could be my little buddy. Yeah, yeah. This It's so badass. I mean, I just loved everything about it. it, it like, this little fucker's just... Wing, wing. I could see, yeah. Like, if it's a TV show, this is the shot that, like, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a single camera shot. He passes by the frame, and then it pans over, and you just kind of follow him as he drives into the sunset. Yeah, just <laughs> fantastic work. I mean, th- this is just one of the best egg attack shots I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture here by Cleonizer. Well done. Moving on to number two on the list. Oh, my God. How about this, this fucking shot? I was say, this here, shot, dude. This is the best Kylo shot I've ever seen. Period. And this is uh, of from, a $20 fucking Kylo, too. This I mean, is, this is a wow. legit $20, six inch tall Kylo Ren. And it looks like a shot from the movie. So this is from at the rocket age, the underscore rocket underscore age on Instagram. And the way that this shot just captures the essence of Kylo Ren is unlike anything I've seen before. So what he's probably trying to do here is, is capture maybe like the pre, you know, the, the, the pre lead in to the scene that we see in the Tross trailer where we see Kylo with his mask off running through this forest that's completely lit in red and just just killing people left and right. I mean, th- this could even be from TFA. I don't even know if he's doing a, like a scene remake. This is just yeah. a badass portrait almost of Kylo Ren, and it's yeah. the it's the tone. It's a mix of different light colors. It's the VFX. I'm assuming added in on top of the practical effects, which I'm guessing is baking soda for the the snow on the helmet. But it's just a, it's tone. I mean, this, this is again we've talked about before. I mean, this is a fine art piece hang it up give me the fucking poster yeah let's frame it yeah i mean everything about this shot just makes it stand out like the the light source coming from the left side of the photo i mean it almost makes it seem like there's an explosion that just happened behind him i mean just all around the he looks bad i mean the pose while it's not action oriented i mean and i've i've said this before i mean the key in toy photography a good shot is are you feeling some sort of emotion coming from the subject? I mean, they don't have to be flying. They don't have to have fireworks going off behind them. And sometimes a, a, a portrait that's my favorite way to shoot can be the best type of picture to express emotion for an action figure. And that's what the Rocket Age has perfected here. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. he just looks like an angsty motherfucker who who is also a badass i mean a lot of people make fun of kylo he's not i I don't know i guess he's supposed to be taking an out star destroyers or something it's not like we ever saw darth vader do anything that crazy yeah whatever we seem to rewrite history when we feel (laughs) like it uh but i mean the, the dude literally in tlj usurped his his master yeah and I mean, then this, this supposedly all-powerful Snoke guy. I mean, he basically conned his ass right in front of his face. Yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful work done. But and like one of the coolest things I've ever seen anybody do in a Star Wars movie 
is what Kylo did in the beginning of TFA, stopping that blaster bolt oh, mid bolt, yeah. fucking flight. Like, I never even thought that that like it never even crossed my mind that that would be possible. Like that is a it's not a physical projectile. Yeah, I mean, his grandpa just let it fucking hit his dummy hand. He's like, yeah, whatever. It's just a robot hand. Bink. Yeah. No, this dude turns around, stops it in midair, and then also freezes Poe Dameron in his tracks. Like, well, I mean, dude, the entire time he's using the force on this, that, and the other thing, that bolt does not continue its forward trajectory until he gets back on his command shuttle. Yeah, it's fucking like that's, insanely that's cool. How uh, strong his force aura is. Yeah. The guy is a bad motherfucker. And that that that's what Rocket Age to me has captured in this in the shot. It's just it is badass. And this you look at this and you go, if you knew nothing about Star Wars, you would go, that is a bad motherfucker. Yep. Perfect representation of Kylo Ren. Well done. The Rocket Age on Instagram. Well done, sir. Here we go. So moving on. So we have a couple of returning members to the top five coming up here. First one being Work More or Less, one of Matt's good old Jason Yang. He's part of the uh, C3P bros. And I I think I threw up Spencer's from last week because the guys, their subject was the Sith Trooper exclusive that the motherfuckers got at SDCC (laughs) because Hasbro loves them. But, you know, good for them. I'm just being a hater. But, yeah, man. So Jason threw up his version of the Sith Trooper shot. And it looks like he borrowed Spencer's and Zay's Sith Trooper (laughs) to complete it. Uh, But what I liked about this, especially if you know work more or less, he's more of an in-studio shooter. He's a guy that Digirama master. So I always like when he does some outdoor photography just because he brings his indoor eye and his designer eye to the outside where sometimes you got to work with what you're given and don't quite have the tech to maybe make things easier. Uh, I'm not saying indoor shooting is easier than outdoor. They both have their challenges. But outdoor sometimes you're like, well, it would be really nice if I had this color light, but the sun's only giving me this. You know what I mean? So Yeah. And I think Jason did a fantastic job with the outdoor work in this Sith Trooper shot. Plus, Nick, it shows us how badass this version of a Trooper looks. That's what I was going to say is we we really get to see the figure in a really good light, like you said, in outdoor light, and, and show off what we can expect to see in Tross with the Sith Troopers. I mean, and then, like you said, borrowing the other two figures – from you know from the other c3p bros from zay and from spencer like it's it's really cool to see them almost in like a squad formation i mean you barely see the one that's off screen a little bit in the front but then you have the one that's in the it's it's in the foreground to the figure that's the primary focus and I just think that it's a cool setup all around. I mean, I, I'm a big fan hey, of... Man, best trooper shot is a trooper shot with friends. I mean, <laughs> yeah. always in toy photography, it's nice to have elements in the foreground background to just give it, make it feel more dynamic and alive. But whenever you do a trooper shot, you got to have at least two or three in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, two two's like the minimum. Three, getting better. Four, there we go. Five, six, now we're getting crazy. I mean, that's like... <laughs> Papa Palpatine, sometimes he'll have a bunch of them in there. I mean, that, that's really when the staging comes into play. And, you know, obviously, Work More or Less did a great job staging here. And just, I love that this figure's badass, and it just makes me wish I had one. Absolutely. It actually yeah. is kind of making me really sad. So <laughs> thanks for the FOMO, Jason. Thanks for the FOMO. 
All right. To save Matt from any more FOMO, we're going to move on to another returning top five member. This just increases my FOMO because it it gives me a fear of always never (laughs) creating great shots like this. I mean, this is from our number one fan dubbed by Matt himself. This is from Everything Kylo. He's still the, the title holder. Is yeah, he I'd say the, so? I mean, he is he one, and then I mean, he sent got, me the the Disney Parks exclusive, so I now have the Hondo and the the Mountain Trooper, wherever the fuck he is. So beautiful, yeah, yeah. I'll keep him up there. He's one, he's one still a, number one fan. One A and one B are everything. Kylo and and Sir Dork. They're they're are two biggest totally. You know, biggest fans. We appreciate all the love that they give us. And I mean, honestly, the next t-shirt or logo redesign we may just throw them in there even yeah we may change they're, they're not the part faces. of the show we may just put them on on the logo yeah we we'll change the faces on the chibis that we have now on the website so one is me and one's matt we'll just switch them out we'll have everything kylo on matt since he's the sith and then we'll throw sir dork on my face and there we go we just rebrand the whole deal specialized stuff for these guys but this Preston, shot we're, we're not we're not afraid to cater towards it to our fans especially <laughs> yeah. those who hook us up so yeah we are that type of people we scratch <laughs> they scratch we all have a good time oh yeah but getting to the shot that that right. everything kylo has put in all seriousness here. though i mean it's a fucking fantastic shot yeah this shot is incredible so basically now tell me if i'm wrong here matt because what what everything's trying to do here is trying to to put together a shot of the Mandalorian, the guy, the main character that we're going to see in the new Disney Plus uh, TV I, show. I that's believe out this, I believe it's still Django. Django, yeah. But he's doing a tribute to Venomous, who's an artist we've we've talked about on the top five. He's another one that I could literally share at least one shot a week. I mean, he's the one that does this really. Uh, violent line work and and color splashing so i i think eli created a a painting or an illustration of Django in this pose and then uh, jesse remade it with a figure yeah i mean the way that this figure looks is so fucking cool like i never thought that Django fett could look this badass one because Django fett was you know unceremoniously killed in episode two and then also like everybody always focuses on his son it's always about boba we've never really seen Django in a badass manner like we have seen with this shot from everything kylo i mean everything about this is so good everything like the the staging the pose the it's the the pose is what does it for me i mean i can't tell you how hard it is to get these little cocksuckers these little plastic bastards to bend their arms to hold guns like that to actually get it up to eye level i mean that's a miracle in and of itself yeah so Uh, half the time that those joints do not want to bend that way it's crazy. So I found the shot on Venomous's page. I'm going to link it to you, Matt, so you can look at it, that, that Jesse's recreating here. And it's like, so so Venomous was going for the Mandalorian from the okay. show. And basically, Jesse took what he could to recreate it because obviously we don't have a, an official Mandalorian figure. So he used... Um, he used Django as his primary. And look at Jesse's ass in the comments seven weeks ago. He he marked his territory right there. Yep, so he bad. Said, definitely need to recreate. Yeah, and there we go. Seven weeks later, we come out with this shot, and I mean, 
it looks just fucking like it. Obviously, he has to make some compromises because he's got to work with figures that are available. Right. But like everything from the cape, the motion of the cape, the 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 pose, the how he's holding the gun, how the gun's positioned on his shoulder. I mean, this is just top notch work. Man, I hope it does. I hope we do get a actual Mando Black Series figure. Yeah. Like the Pedro Pascal, like the, the official one, the, the, the silver or the gunmetal helmet. Uh, because Jesse has shown us how badass Mandalorian armor can look when posed perfectly. I mean, damn, look at that shit. It's, I mean, he's still got his trademark VFX going on in there, but this one really is. It's about the pose. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the pose. Beautiful stuff and the here. the framing's money, too. Like having his head right up there and your your top third of the rule of thirds. Fantastic. Yeah, so. You're a damn pro, Jesse, and you're a good man <laughs> and a good Star Wars geek and a loyal Star Wars time acolyte. Thank you, sir. We speak your name. <laughs> all right, so moving on to the last one. Oh, yeah, these were fun. <laughs> this is a very fun shot here. By Aaron Aaron Barol Aaron Barol Aaron Barol, what that's E R I M B I R O L on Instagram, and this is basically what I call like the dream Raylo shot. So everybody out there who's who's going into Tross and he's they're like Raylo, we want it to happen, we want Raylo, we need it. This is the shot for you. We basically see a a, a dance scene brought to life with a Kylo unmasked action figure and a uh, Jedi training Ray action figure. Yeah, these are figure arts people, so they, they have the really nice, the really well-done face sculpts and, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so I just thought that this was super fun. It is. Playing off of these two characters, where a lot of the fan base wants to see them go. And then the way that it's done, I mean, like, it's literally, it literally looks like they're in, like, Footloose or some fucking dance movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, like, on Dancing with the Stars doing the final dance or something. I mean, yeah. I love the lighting in here. I mean, I'm sure some of it's artificial, but I just, as Nick said, it looks like they're on a stage, they're performing, the glitz, the glam, it's all going <laughs> off, camera flashes. He actually did a series, I mean, he's got one of Han and Leia. Uh, the one after this one of just Ray sitting there, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I mean, I find it somewhat sexy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking at it, it's just Ray yeah, look and, at it, and like that and pose. It's yeah. like, uh, man, I kind of feel like I should go smash my wiener in the door. Because <laughs> there's there's like Porgs in the shot too, and BB-8. Yeah, but BB-8's back there. She's got a sassy ass pose there. I don't know. I I, I do, <laughs> I do like the series. I'm glad I settled on the one, and and, and you picked it, the one of of Ray and Kylo. But yeah, it's a solid overall shot. Now, Matt, what happens if this is the mind-blowing final scene. What happens if we go in the trust, we watch they the get movie in a, for in a dance-a-thon, like a yeah. dance competition? Yeah. The, we, the last 15 minutes, we're in the seats, we're watching it for three hours. The last 10 minutes of the movie is a dance battle or like a dance marathon with Kylo and Rey. <laughs> I might finally jump on the, okay, maybe Disney doesn't know what the fuck's going on. wagon. <laughs> That would be that would be very interesting. Right. Like okay, I mean, yeah. I mean, save it for the Blu-ray or something. Like you know, yeah. just something fun, like the 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 bloopers. But no, I mean, come on. We've seen like I know that there's some gifts out there and some videos. I think it might have been in one of the behind the scenes 
documentaries on either TLJ or TFA where there is like, like you can see Daisy like dancing and she's in her, her Ray outfit and, you know, they definitely like to have fun on the set. I, I agree. I think everyone does but Adam Driver. I, I, I just I have a feeling like that guy is all fucking business on set. Yeah. I would like to see him like get in there though, because it does like every time you see something from the set and it's like people having fun, it's always Daisy John and Oscar. Yeah. Like yeah, I, never... I don't I think he's one of those actors that he may even be method. Yeah. And the thing is though is thus far in the series if you think about how kylo has interacted with the other characters he's really only ever interacted with two other main characters directly and that's snoke and ray so he's never even had the opportunity well i guess well, he interrogates poe yeah. twice yeah so poe in the very beginning of TFA and then and finn he basically looks at <laughs> yeah he, he he like side looks at him in tlj so. well then he fights him in force awakens so yeah. I mean, he interacts with I guess the, he does. The, the big three. I mean, the, the main characters, just like he's the main bad guy. So Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, he does, I guess there's like, he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to be with all of them at one time. So maybe I'd yeah, like to see a little Yeah, he likes his time more. with the big three to be one-on-one. Yeah, one-on-ones. Sure. Yeah. So he's a pussy, emo, <laughs> loser. Because Vader, remember when Vader fought every Jedi that was alive that one time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody it. remembers that. It was in the uh, behind <laughs> the scenes on A New Hope. Yeah, but I love this shot. I thought it was super fun, and it's just a change of pace from some of the stuff that we're used to seeing on the top five. I mean, I love being able to put stuff like this in there. Also, you know, mashups, crossovers, anything like that where we can kind of look at Star Wars outside of. I just gave him a live follow. Sometimes, I don't know. Ever since we started SWT, I get my streams crossed, like who I'm following on which account. Yeah. There you go. There you go, Aaron Byroll. Got yourself another you just follow. Got, you just got a Haywood pop on your ass. It's there you go. like having fleas. <laughs> He's got some really great shit in here. I know. The kind one of Ray doing like a itchy witchy cat's ass with Hermione. Yeah. And she and then shoots the... out a porg. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, the one of Snoke and Kylo, where they <laughs> that one's pretty cool. One of yeah, his more no, recent. I like ones. I like this guy's page. I like his I like his mindset. Yeah, he's got some he's super good at lighting, stuff. good at special effects, and if the he is a she, we're sorry about that. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to tell off the handles. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, awesome stuff here from Aram Birol. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that wraps up the top five in. That brings us around to our home stretch, Matt. Yeah, my friend. So, you know, it's just one of those casts. You might have been going, hey, ho-hum, these guys are fucking boring. And you know what? I, I would not disagree with you. This definitely wasn't the uh, most juicy of subjects to talk about, to dive in, to sink our teeth into. But we, we did what we did. I do think that that Myths and Fables book, at least the art's going to look rad. And if you got a younger Star Wars fan, hook it up. StarWarsTime.net. Order that shit. Uh, the toys... Verdict's still out if I'm going to waste my money on them, but I have an insane nostalgic bug for all things Star Wars, so I'll probably be getting them. But when it comes down to it, we love just talking about the community that has embraced us over these past few months, and those are our friends on Instagram, in particular toy photography and Star Wars fan art. So you guys and girls, you know what to do. It's that time of the cast to get your happy asses over to StarWarsTime.net. And if you haven't done it yet, get yourself up there and subscribe to the podcast, top right or hamburger menu, depending on the device you're on. 
from there, all the platforms. You want to listen on Spotify? Guess what? We're on Spotify. iTunes? Hey, we're on iTunes too. And if you're an Android communist, we're on all Android platforms. So there's no excuse. And once you get on there, if you listen and we don't make your ears bleed, your eyes hurt, or your brain feel like it wants to jump out of your nose, we'd love a sub, a like, a rate, a review. It goes a long way for two space bums like us. All right, my friends, in between now and the next cast, may the force be with you always. (laughs) 